Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and welcome to the Group of Five Focus podcast, where we take some time each week to highlight a few significant G5 matchups and showcase the power of the Group of Five. I'm your host, Brian Doppel. Thanks for joining me this week as I review the G5 bowl games so far and preview a surprise matchup. We'll get into it after the break. All right, let's rewind about a week or so back to Tuesday, December 21st to pick up where I left off in the last episode, recapping some of the bowl games. So we'll start with the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl, um, and this is in Frisco, Texas, between UTSA and number 24, San Diego State. San Diego State demolished UTSA in that game, winning 38 to 24, bringing San Diego State to a 12 and 2 record on the season behind a huge offensive output. Um, their quarterback had 333 passing yards and three touchdowns. Running back Bell had 100 over 100 yards and a touchdown, and wide receiver Matthews had 175 yards and two touchdowns. UTSA, who started out the year perfect, ends their season with uh, another disappointing game um, with only 24 points to San Diego State's 38 in the Frisco Bowl. Moving on to the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Wyoming beat Kent State 32-38. Behind a huge rushing day for the running for the quarterback for Wyoming, Williams, who was their rushing leader, who had 200 rushing yards on the day and four rushing touchdowns. Kent State's offense put up a fight. Crum had a great day with 316 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. Um, one of those going to Dante Cephas, who had 116 yards on four receptions. I mean, that's crazy. But like I said, Wyoming did win this game. Um, it was a, a ton of points, uh, 52 to 38. Kent State just wasn't able to answer to all of the offense that that Wyoming was throwing at them. On Thursday, December 23rd, in the Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl, UCF topped in-state rival Florida 29 to 17. Um, uh, it's their first ever win versus Florida, a, a great win for the program. Um, and the better team won the team that was supposed to win this game. Absolutely won. UCF improved to nine and four on their season, Florida at six and seven following that loss. Um, Florida's quarterback Jones had a good day, but it wasn't, it just wasn't enough, um, to get past the running game of UCF led by Bowser, who had 155 yards and two touchdowns and their wide receiver, O'Keefe had 85 yards on seven receptions and a touchdown as well. On Christmas Day, on Saturday, December 25th, Georgia State beat Ball State 51-20 to in just a smattering. The Panthers of Georgia State scored 28 points in the third quarter to lift them over top the Ball State Cardinals, who just didn't have an answer. Even though their quarterback, Plitt, had 293 yards of passing, uh, that was really just not enough Um the Georgia State defense was all over Ball State, and the quarterback, uh, Georgia State's quarterback Granger, was their rushing leader as well. He had 122 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown, um, and that doesn't include any of his passing uh, touchdowns as well. As he led Georgia State to the victory in the Tax Act Camellia Bowl. I'd like to backtrack for a moment and just talk about the Hawaii Bowl briefly. Um, Memphis and Hawaii were slated to play on New Year's Eve, but unfortunately, due to a COVID outbreak, that game was canceled. Very unfortunate, um, and that's not the only one. Um, the only bowl game cancellation that will impact the group of five. Uh, we'll talk about those more in just a moment, but um, but Hawaii, the Hawaii-Memphis game was a very uh, exciting matchup. We were excited to watch it, but uh, unfortunately was canceled due to COVID. So I uh, hope everyone's feeling well and uh, 
and that goes for all the teams that have been impacted by these this COVID uh, cancellation slew um, that we've been experiencing this bowl season um, because, of course, the health and safety of the players and their families is the most important thing, um, much more important than the actual games themselves. So um, anyway, moving on, let's talk briefly about the quick lane bowl in Detroit between Western Michigan and Nevada um, and Nevada, like I said, uh, this is not the Nevada team that we were, that we've seen all year between uh, coaches leaving and players entering the transfer portal or declaring for the draft or what have you. Um, this is not the same strong Wolfpack that we'd seen all year. So Western Michigan rolled over the Wolfpack pretty easily, 52 to 24. Um, they, ha- they had the uh, home field advantage there. Um, I know Kalamazoo is not really near Detroit, but it's much closer than Nevada. So um so yeah, Western Michigan, the Broncos were able to get it done 52 to 24 over Nevada in the quick lane bowl. Also on December 27th, Boston College was slated to play East Carolina in the military bowl in Annapolis. That was another game that was unfortunately canceled due to COVID. On Tuesday, December 28th, the Houston Cougars, number 20 ranked Houston, got a nice win over an SEC opponent in Auburn. They won the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl 17-13 to in a defensive struggle uh, versus the SEC foe. Their quarterback, Toon, had a great day, 283 passing yards, two touchdowns. Um, uh, and a lot of those uh, receptions, or a lot of those passes went to Nathaniel Dell, who had 10 receptions for 150 yards on the day. Um, this Houston offense is uh, is impressive and even though they are facing a, a pretty strong sec defense they were still able to air it out um as much as they needed to to get the win so props to the the cougars for getting that nice win in the birmingham bowl also on tuesday the air force falcons faced the louisville cardinals and in the serve pro first responder bowl and they beat the cardinals 31 to 28 uh partially behind a great day from quarterback daniels from air force we know uh that the Air Force Falcons love to run the ball, um, and they did it. And if you watch this game, it didn't really look like they ever had any trouble uh, running the ball. And their success running the ball led to a lot of passing games as well, or a lot of passing gains as well. Uh, receiver Lewis for for Air Force had five receptions for 172 yards and two touchdowns. Um, yeah, they. If you were watching this game, you saw Scott Satterfield, the Louisville head coach, on the sideline, and he looked worried the whole time. Uh, he, I think he knew that he was up against a strong opponent in Air Force who improved to 10-3 and three on their season with this win in the first responder bowl. I'm recording this on Wednesday, December 29th, when the Wasabi Fenway Bowl was slated to take place between SMU and Virginia. Um, I was really excited to watch this. I really thought um, it was going to be a great game between UVA and SMU, um, but uh, it was unfortunately canceled due to COVID, so we'll be missing that matchup as well. Also, a quick update on New Year's Eve this coming Friday in what was supposed to be the Arizona Bowl between Central Michigan and Boise State. Um, Boise State had to withdraw due to COVID-19 concerns, um, and Central Michigan was actually able to shift to the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl versus Washington State University. So they'll be playing Washington State on Friday, December 31st at 12 p.m. in the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas. I'm not yet sure where to uh, be able to watch this game, so keep an eye out. If you are a Chips fan, um, there's got to be some way to watch this game, but I'm as of right now, that information is not available to me. 
I've already talked about the chips when I previewed their game uh, with the with Boise State that is now canceled. So I'm not going to talk too much more about them, um, except to say that they're playing the Washington State Cougars out of the Pac-12. Um, they actually finished second in their division this year at six and three in conference, seven and five overall this season. Um, really a good a good season for Washington State. Not a great season. Not nearly as good as, for example, their 2018 season under Mike Leach, uh, where they went 11 and two. That was, you know, maybe maybe uncharacteristically good for Washington State, but nonetheless, um, they had a decent season enough to get bowl eligible, um, and they pulled in Central Michigan for this game as well. Washington State is definitely a pass-heavy team. Um, they they pass for. 260 yards per game compared to 130 yards rushing so that being said their offense isn't isn't incredibly uh you know productive but uh when they do when they do produce it's usually through the air which is really no surprise um their defense is pretty good they don't allow a ton of passing yards on defense um and they allow more rushing yards but um i wouldn't say that you know they're they're a leaky defense or anything like that they're averaging 28.4 points per game and they're allowing 24.3 um they've had some nice wins this season a big win at cal um versus Oregon State in conference in their division. Um, a nice win versus Stanford and Arizona State, Arizona, and at Washington. Um, but they've got some questionable losses in there as well. Um, they they lost to Utah State, which is not a surprise now that we know how good Utah State was this year. Uh, got their butts kicked by, South, by Southern Cal um, and by Utah as well. Suffered another tough loss to BYU and at number three, Oregon this year. So yeah, sort of a confusing season for Washington State. They won some that they should have. They lost some that they should have, but also vice versa. They sort of surprise us in a couple wins and a couple losses. Um, all in all, I think that this is an interesting matchup. These two teams have never played before, but Washington State is 8-8 eight and eight in their bowl games. Um, and like I mentioned in a previous episode, uh, CMU is 3-9 and nine in their bowl games. Um, the MAC... Uh, the Mac in general is having a tough time in bowl games uh, this year, which uh, I didn't, I was not as aware of last uh, for my last recording. Um, but wow, has the Mac struggled this year? Um, ESPN's FPI gives Washington State a 64.5% chance to win this game, um, and just because of the Mac struggles in bowl games this year, I'm just not feeling confident about Central Michigan in this game. I think it's an absolutely winnable game for them. I wouldn't be shocked if they win, uh, but I just don't know that I can roll with Central Michigan in this game. I do think there's going to be a ton of points scored, um, but I think it's going. I think I'm leaning Washington State here, so I'm going to say the Cougars are able to beat the chips by a score of 48 to 42. That game right before the college football playoff semifinal in the Cotton Bowl between Cincinnati and Alabama will round out the group of five uh, bowl games for this year. Um, of course, unless Cincinnati advances to the national championship game, in which case we will be back covering that as well. Um, what a bowl season this has been with all the cancellations and backs and forth. Um, it has really been uh, absolutely crazy, but so fun to watch. Um, I hope all of you are enjoying as well. Hopefully the bowl committees are doing uh, everything they can to ensure that uh, any confusion and any mix-ups that are occurring this year do not happen in the future. Um, unfortunately, we've got because of some of the earlier uh, teams dropping out, we got teams like Rutgers who have a losing record playing Wake Forest in the Gator Bowl. Um, and, you know, great for Rutgers, you know, 
I'm not hating on Rutgers, um, but it is unfortunate that, uh, you know, some other, some other teams with winning records, even, uh, some group of five teams that are not able to play, um, in their bowls because they were they their opponents had to drop out as well were not slotted in there against Wake Forest to potentially make it a little more of a competitive game. I'll be back next week to round up the last of the Group of Five bowl games. Um, and again, I appreciate you for joining me on the Group of Five Focus podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, providing some different sort of content uh, this year in the off season. Um, as always, reach out on social media at G5F pod to let me know which bowl games you have enjoyed watching or that you're particularly stoked about coming up here. Um, and if you haven't already, please follow rate and review on your podcast platform of choice. I can't stress this enough. It is really the best way to spread the word about the group of five. So if you have enjoyed any part of this podcast this season, please just take a moment to write a review. Let me know what you've enjoyed and what you'd like to hear more of. Um, And as always, be sure to share this podcast with anyone you know that might enjoy some of this craziness that is the G5 Bowl season. Uh, So until next time, my question for you is, what is one thing you can do to showcase the power of the group of five? 